0: Welcome to Ticket to Game Hench, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHench.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, and here we go. Back again, uh, a very cold blistery uh tuesday morning uh, as it seems to be the trend lately in southwestern ontario canada look it up on a map you guys great great place to be um coming off of the super bowl and i wanted to ask a question uh not about the football game at all i actually didn't watch the halftime show but there's been a little bit of chatter around the halftime show but i'll open up with this question in the far off crazy chance in an alternate universe that fish agreed to and i wonder if they even would if they were offered agreed to play the super bowl halftime show and they only had what is it 20 25 minutes to do that what would they play what would they do i was thinking about that going into the game like if like if this were fish and they had 20 to 25 minutes would they bust out you know two three of what they felt were their best songs or would they just go fuck it and play a 20 minute yam? And, and and just do it like they would at any other show could you even imagine what a fish halftime show would look like no bells and whistles just chris corrode on the lights <laughs> I don't even know what it would look like <laughs> I think it would be great that's a great question
1: uh thank you for writing the headline for the episode today oh. boom um well I mean you know how it's gone with with, with other appearances right I don't uh I mean this, the Super Bowl is known to be a, a spectacle um, and I learned, I learned from our, our group chat that apparently the artist has to pay, right? It's g- It's great advertising for the artist, right? Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, I, I, evidently it's, it's, I think it's kind of generally accepted as the biggest gig that you can get in terms of audience size and promotion and advertising that goes into it. I, I, I don't know of you know, another another avenue that would get you more exposure than that. Apart from, I guess, if you're thinking globally or worldwide, maybe um, opening ceremonies of Olympics or World Cup or something like that. But I, I don't think there's a really a bigger stage for a musical artist to be on other than a halftime show of the Super Bowl.
1: My prediction is they would troll the shit out of it and they would play something like Jennifer Dances or Contact or something like you know, beyond Spock's brain, something beyond obscure, and everyone in the stadium would be like, what?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I kind of think that that's what they would do anyway. They would do whatever they want, or say they were going to do whatever, and then change it up and actually play Way or Sparkle or, yeah, Contact would be a great one. The ironic thing is, I think a lot of, um, although they may not know it, a lot of avid sports watchers know a lot of fish music. They just don't know it's fish. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but there's a couple people that work at a uh, uh, Fox uh, that seem to, at football games and even baseball games, play fish a lot going to and from the commercial break there's there's a lot of songs that get played in those um in those uh, sports uh, broadcasts that i you know i don't think your average fans know that it that it is fish but uh we all we all know it's talked about a lot on reddit people always post about that kind of thing my favorite
1: uh, my favorite posts are the posts on those posts that are like oh you keep posting this just don't
0: like <laughs> let people be happy man yes. Well, it's, it's interesting to say that just today, I was just trolling through the fish threads and the amount of people posting the question that you and I talked about a few weeks ago was when COVID-19 is over, are we officially in the 4.0 era of fish? And you're right, going in and reading the comments of people like, fuck you, stop asking this. Enough is enough. That's some of my favorite stuff. Fish fans are vicious, man. I don't know what it is.
1: Buddy, people are, we've been through this, man. People are vicious. You know, the fact, it's it just, an, this just exposes what, who, and what people are. You know,
0: that's all. People are people, man. People are people. Yeah, yeah. It just gives them that platform.
1: But what are we supposed to talk about? What, you know, like, there's no, like, what, what possibly could we talk about now?
0: Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, in in the off chance uh, that Fish were to ever do the Super Bowl halftime show, and, and luckily I, I don't think it would ever even happen. I an
1: uh, off chance. It is like... <laughs> We're next to zero here, buddy.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Um, but yeah, I think that they would do one song, just just one song. Just do an antelope. Just do, you know, a fluff head or you know something great, and then see you later. But um, in an alternate universe, maybe. Uh, let's quickly talk about. Um, gone back and listened to the great went uh the festival from 1997 which was fantastic and, and more specifically i kind of went into it to hear the great Went Jin. now i have heard it but only really in the context of the of the anatomy of a jam episode i didn't really and that was, I think I listened to that about, or watched that year, year and a half ago. So to go in um, and listen to that was really, really great. Now we've talked about expectations and how sometimes people can overhype and make things out to be better than they really are. If I think about some of the best movies that I've seen, I went into those movies with no expectations and just you know, blank slate and really, really liked it. So it was interesting for me going into listening to this with all the hype that surrounds it. I was prepared to be not let down, Right, Because anyway, I was going to enjoy it, but I wondered if it was really going to blow me away and make me, and it was tough for me to take myself outside of those thoughts and go, if I hadn't been hyped up about this, if I wasn't aware it was a legendary uh, gin, would I have felt that way listening to it on my own? And uh, as is usually the case, I was listening to it on the car on the way home from work and it was awesome it just it just kept building and kept going and a really really good groove like i was i was i was imagining being there and really enjoying it and being blown away at how great it was going and one of my favorite things about it is although this might sound weird is that it reminds me that the four guys in the band they sort of say that they're in this unique little bubble like they've never really seen fish they, they don't know and it's almost seems as they're unaware that they just put out a legendary jam because they just go into like they don't even stop into the next song you know what the next song mm-hmm. is after the went gin
1: yeah it's uh it's ten. uh nelly is it nelly Kane? no it's uh it's one of those ones
0: uncle <laughs> it, it is one of those ones <laughs>
1: uncle pen, it's a hold down song
0: yeah it's uh uncle pen yeah. okay yeah so they but to me I don't know i think a lot of bands after doing an epic jam like that would sort of stop and absorb you know the audience cheering and going crazy no they just don't miss a beat go into uncle Penn and completely um, um change the vibe change the feel and just keep going on with the show there's no stopping to recognize wow we just did something pretty great either because a that's just how they are or b they're completely unaware and it's up to the fans to you know to decide if it's going to make it from there or not. But I just like that casual, kill it and go on to the next song and just keep going. I I, I kind of like that attitude. It reminds me of when Barry Sanders would score a touchdown and not celebrate, give the ball back to the ref, go out to the sidelines, because it's his job, let's just go into the next, next series. So, um, but yeah, really, really good jam a really, really good groove. Um, I'd say in terms of like when it ranks amongst like legendary jams, when you start to look at those, a lot lot of them are ranked as highly as there because of the length. It's only 15 minutes, the one gym, but the quality of it is really, really good. I mean, it essentially starts going around four, like, you know, like four minutes and just builds to the point where they get into a groove that, you know, yeah, really, really enjoyed it.
1: Well, a couple things just to add. Um, so, just there's a story um, I heard a football player speak. Um, do you know who Bo Easton is? Do you remember that player? Bo, Bo Eason? Eason? He played no. for the Oilers, and his brother was Tony Easton, who was a quarterback for the Patriots. Like, just obscure. Knowledge. Okay. Okay. So, um, he he's he's into like um, uh, he wrote a play on Broadway called runt of the litter, which was pretty cool. And he's into like, he's a coach now. So he got to play with Jerry Rice in San Francisco. Mm. And he's like, Oh, my God, he's like, I'm gonna play with Jerry Rice. He's like, Jerry Rice is the greatest football player of all time, ever. He was because he was convinced like he would show up for practice, he'd be the first one out there. Jerry Rice was already like sweating. He's like, my first day of training camp. He's like, we're running drills. You know, the receivers are getting warmed up. Mm -hmm. So they're just lining up and, and, and Joe and Steve are throwing, you know, on, on either side of the field. And uh, he's like, he's like, I'm watching. He's like first guy catches the ball, you know, jogs his route. First guy catches the ball, runs it back, flips it back to Joe back in line. You know, next guy goes, same thing. He goes, Jerry Rice's turn. Full speed catches the ball sprints to the end zone mm-hmm. runs sprints back gives the ball to Joe gets back in line does it like that every single time at the end of practice Bo's like hey Drew what's that all about man he's like why why you do that Mm -hmm. he's like it's easy he's like I'm training myself that every time my hands touch the football my feet find the end zone right right so every time the boys have trained themselves that when it's a jam they're all good man you know like to them I'm sure there's other ones that are better. And sometimes it goes a little bit better because there's things you can't control, yep. but in terms of their mindset and what they're looking for and how they play, they've got it ironed out. So it's it, to them, they're all the same jam, right? It's, we're the ones that judge in retrospect. Mm. Like I'm, I'm more interested in how long it took the, the went gin to become the greatest gin.
0: Right. Cause you know, it wasn't recognized like that right away. It just, that's just not how things tend to go. Um, Yeah. And you know, folklore will take over and mythology will take over and the I was there and time obviously has a lot to do with that too. I mean, we're coming up on 24 years since that event. And, and the, uh,
1: other know, events, the other thing that you said that was interesting that I totally agree with, I don't give two shits how long the jams are. There's lots yep. of longer ones that are boring as hell. Yep. And there's ones like this that are 15 minutes of just, ecstasy man
0: yeah yeah and it yeah it, it ties into quality and uh the surprises that go along with your expectations um even just that show you recommended to me so you texted me oh. and, I, and i like what you did by the way at first i was like why is the song title scratched out you did that on purpose so that i would just go and listen to the whole show so you it, on fish serious radio um a song from live fish i think it was live fish 29 which is uh, ninety five? What's the show date? Eleven something ninety five? It was in Orlando,
1: the day after my birthday. So eleven fourteen, right? 95.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking about that week. You know what we would have been doing in real life that very week? Yeah. So we had the championship game coming up that Saturday. We would have been in like, all right, guys, this is our, you know, this is our time. So it's interesting to think back on that. But anyway, there's a version of free on that uh, show where free, free is a typical standard straightforward fish song, right? It's pretty predictable in how it goes. There's not a lot of deviation from what you tend to hear. Um, but this one, you know, they 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 pick up a jam in the middle of the song and just kind of go with it for only a minute and a half two two minutes. But it's really, really good. And it was surprising. And the whole free, I think is like eight minutes. But that jam in the middle for me made it really great because it was unexpected. It was tight. It was good um and it didn't really lose its way you know it sort of knew what it was and came back into the song and they kept going with it it, it was a just a nice little surprise that i found there it's One of things that i love about listening to fish you constantly hear those things
1: it's interesting because on that show you obviously knew that like the stash manteca dog face boy was like the big draw to that one right yeah but like that one delivered man like that was
0: outstanding yeah yeah. You mean that one is not that show or that, or that jam you're talking? Yeah.
1: That particular, so that show's famous. I mean, the other songs are good, but like when people talk about that show, they talk about that. Right. Right. Um, like who the hell throws faced Boy in the middle of like a stash jam? And it's <laughs> all like weird and creepy. It was awesome, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it's early, you know, it's early to mid 1.0 fish where like anything can happen. All bets are off and uh you know they had the chess move in that in that show too you go yeah fuck, that was the fall 95 tour and uh you know what they were building up to with the new year's run and everything that was going on with that um but it was yeah really really enjoyed that show i've uh i'm i'm sticking in 1.0 for a little bit i um i just started up another show in uh 98 that i'm excited about listening to uh uh 8 12 98 from vernon new york towards the end of the summer tour just before lemon wheel so really good um it's
1: it's it's, sorry to interrupt you again it's amazing to me to like the amount of stuff that we took for granted you know like listening to that band back then like you just kind of was the way that it always was you know and then when it goes away you're like oh
0: you mean all the surprises and
1: predictions no no just like everything like when you think about like that's that's one show we just talked about from 1995 that's like better than any live music out right now. And you just said that they were building towards something. Right. Think about that, man. That's fucked up. (laughs)
0: It's fucked up.
1: It is, like that level of excellence and that level of detail and that level of energy and that level of performance and the fact that they were so into it and they wanted to do it again. And it was around for like seven years like that.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah (laughs) that's a good perspective i uh um i'm trying to gather some thoughts on it but yeah i mean you know we both know we could we wish we could step into a time machine and go back and experience some of those things and change some of the shows that we went to around that time in our lives but hey say you. it is what it is and we're fortunate that we can go back and still listen now um So so sort of sticking along with the theme of the show, I uh, sort of had a brainstorm last week. I was listening to something else and uh, a certain song was brought up in the context of fish, And they're talking about if you like this song, blank, and I do have this song in mind, uh, then you're more likely to like fish. And you know, in, in our never ending quest to get more of our friends and family, people that we like and respect to also like fish. Um, and exploring different ways i thought this might be an interesting thing to talk about so i texted you just to think of any hit song from any era that if you recommended if somebody you know likes that song it's more likely they would be open to fish or like fish it has to be what's that
1: has to be a hit
0: well no it's song that people would know i mean like if you were to bring up a song in, in conversation because you want that person to like fish they have to know of the song so it doesn't necessarily have to be like a number one chart topping hit but it's got to be a song that people kind of know otherwise how can you say oh yeah if you like and i'll make up a song like let's say you know if you like happy birthday you're gonna like this
1: my ass is on fire look up that one
0: my ass is on fire who's that by mr bungle (laughs) who's mr bungle
1: (laughs) i will say no more
0: okay it is is crazy town okay to hey. Not to clear Thunder. So, have you thought of any songs? Any anything that jumps out? So,
1: to be fair, I haven't. Uh, there's just been a lot of crazy shit that's been happening. But when you first said it, the initial thing that jumped uh, into my mind was uh, was Bohemian Rhapsody. Me too. Didn't like, I tell you that one though? Didn't I say like Bohemian Rhapsody? Maybe. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's one of those things like I was totally influenced. Okay, you know, but I think I I don't know, man. I think anything by Queen. I think Queen is just a is is first of all, Queen's outstanding. So I think anything uh, by them, yeah, um you know would uh, would suffice. And I think the other one, if I had to, the, there's another one that popped in, into my mind because I heard it on the radio. I think um, I think Blue Oyster Col- Cult don't fear the reaper.
0: Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, I think you can put that on there. Okay, yeah. For sure. So but yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, th- those are they're a bit different. They build they're a little bit longer. They have those it's songs. A have a lot of...
1: It doesn't have the typical chord progression. You know, like the like the, you know, the the solo part to to Blue Esther Cult song is really, you know, it's a really awkward chord progression. And I mean, they pull it off. It's, it sounds really great. But I think just one of those you know progressive bands from the from the 70s.
0: Yeah. Yeah, i think that's a good one and i think the, the other thing that sort of inspired me to bring it up we were talking about um iron butterflies in a god last week you know and that's what 17 18 minute jam that's that that's you know got solos from all the band members and comes back together loses its way so to speak and, and and comes back and it's very much wrapped up in that um psychedelic rock of the late 60s early 70s um so some that so one that's a little bit more current i guess a couple that i thought of in addition to bohemian rhapsody and although it's a bit more straightforward i think it does kind of apply and that's Stairway to Heaven right okay. in, right in terms of how it changes how it builds um you know it's got it's got some different kind of lyrics you got to kind of think about like like what are they talking about there i think that was one that might apply probably the most popular but the one that was brought up that sort of prompted the question is um freebird the whole version of freebird not just you know um Oh, the kids are freaking out upstairs, man. It's World War three Holy moly. Um,
1: something in the air, man. My kids have been going crazy
0: lately too. Really? Yeah, it's a rough time here Maybe hair is getting pulled. I don't know. <laughs> but it is crazy up there right now. Um, but Freebird, right? Long song, got a great jam at the end. Everything kind of comes together. Sort of a sort of a slow build to get there. But uh, you know, one of the more one of the more popular songs that if somebody likes Freebird, they might be likely to like to like fish.
1: It's funny, like, I think that if I were to distinguish the primary characteristic, it wouldn't be the length of song, it would be the, the, um, uh, it would be the, because it's a, that's a, it still sounds like a 70s rock song, right? Yeah. You think like the structure? the, The song structure, the chords. Yeah. know the pacing so i think you would need to pick something more progressive but i mean i get it you have have to like long long instrumental solos to like fish
0: okay okay what about um great the great gig in the sky by pink floyd
1: oh i love pink floyd but again pink floyd's very um i think pink floyd more so right but again i you know most of the songs are really like it's still blues rock
0: okay what about um won't get fooled again by the who
1: Oh, see, now the who, I think you're talking. I think yeah. I, th- I think we're talking. I think the, the challenge, too, is, you know, this is, I think the the fun of the question and the challenge is to pick songs from the 70s and the 80s and even the early 90s when it was still very much like, you know, the music industry was still really pushing shit that we needed to listen to. Yeah. Now, yeah. Whoo, you can hear anything you want now.
0: Yeah, that's true. There, there's a lot more music that you can find. From the past 10-15 years that's applicable i would say um but yeah. coming back to the who i think there's a lot of comparisons to be drawn in between fish and the Who. I, there's a I, lot I, more um um i think you know when they did the musical costume uh in 95 it definitely lined up with them and their sound much better than the beatles white album did there's no doubt about that i agree I, Um, You know, Tommy, they go off and do like a pinball opera album. It's the type of thing that Fish would go and do, right? Like, like, how do you come up with that and write a whole album on a blind kid who's amazing at playing pinball? Like, it's such a out there, out there kind of thing. More than one singer in the band, they, you know, they um, really adventured off and did some really unique things. Yeah, Keith Moon in there who's an amazing drummer but also was a little bit left up sideways in a lot of ways. Um,
1: That's an understatement.
0: Yeah well knowing what they know now a lot of people that were close with him believe that he was on the spectrum like he, he had a lot of um, things about him that re- really kind of point towards him being on the spectrum like personality wise the way he could pick up music the way that he did the way that he could like the way that he could party and drink and do drugs versus everybody else and still maintain a focus of playing the music that he did is like legendary. Nobody could out party Keith moon the dude. still like, I, you know, can't even think about it. It's uh yeah, I think, you know, that's a conversation that you don't really hear a lot. You don't see a lot of comparisons in between the who and, and fish, but there's a lot the there.
1: Who, it's so funny that who is just one of those bands. I, so like when they play Pink Floyd on the radio, Pink Floyd has an excellent catalog of wonderful music, like ridiculous. And they always play the same three shitty goddamn Pink Floyd songs on the radio. Young Lust. uh, Yeah, Another Brick in the Wall, which is a great song, by the way. Those are all great songs, but like that does not represent Pink Floyd. The stuff that they do, they do the same thing to The Who. The stuff that you hear on the radio from The Who, like it's just yep. one of those bands I think for a lot of people that doesn't it doesn't get the they don't get the respect that they deserve they don't have their place and like when people talk about you know musicians and songs and bands they don't get I find it, them getting mentioned less and less
0: mm. yeah and I would say the same would be true of uh Dave Matthews band in terms of their best songs are not what's on the radio not even close for a mm-hmm. band like that that was popular or maybe is I don't know uh their best stuff is on the back side of the album it's it's yeah, it's totally not what you'd hear on the radio the odd time that they do get played, but um, is what it is. I mean, what do you do? Um, so, what are you listening to right now? What's a, like? Where are you at? You in a '99 show?
1: So I am. I uh, took your advice and I went back and I listened to. I'm still listening to our show hmm. because I keep getting sidetracked. Right
0: from 2000.
1: Yeah. So I'm listening to our show from 2000 and uh i'm listening to a bunch of other music too like i've uh i've i've uh i listen to i try to listen to and i'm doing it for multiple reasons and and here's my thinking you know what let me throw this out there so so it's interesting like i don't really i don't really know what the point of, of, of me telling you this so i was like i guess it's as a musician right so like as a musician you know you want to be able to or at least i want to be able to play different styles of music and listen to like the greats in those genres right mm-hmm. and it just seems like because i i'm i'm listening to a band now called garcia peoples right which is a great band i mean they're awesome right you should definitely check out that band I will. Uh, but it sounds like all of the influences come from like fish and the grateful dead yep. right versus you know Trey and you know Jerry list or Trey listened to you know Brian Eno songs and he listened to BB King and, you know, like he listened Tom to
0: all- and Peter Gabriel and yeah, yeah, that's right. He
1: listened to all that stuff, right? So I need to, I don't know. I've just been thinking about like expanding the year a little bit more. And number two, I also don't want to like get into the mode where I am glancing over the genius of like these all-time shows. Mm you know what I mean? Like I listened to the, cause I was listening to the, the went gin and I listened to that second set just what an incredible set. And I don't yep. want to just throw it away and be like, ah, next.
0: Right. Yeah. it's easy to do with so much content being available. There's always something else you can go to. And, and, you know, when we talked about that a little while ago, I felt like I was listening to too much too soon. I needed to slow it down so I can absorb it better, you know, and, uh, and, imagine like all these other fans that were able to listen to the past 25 years in real time and the weight in between the shows that you know brings a lot more to it yeah i totally get that and just coming back to being the musician being able to play all kinds of styles that was that was an early thing with fish was they practiced all of these different styles on purpose so they could be, be free to go anywhere with the jam. they weren't limited that way um and it reminds me when we started watching the guitar gate videos a little while ago and i was watching uh punch you in the eye that one and the guy uh, the the guitar gate guy forget his name was like when they start to go in like the latin style he's like whoa like what like what's going on here how do they go from this sort of you know reverb type rock and then pivot over here it doesn't make sense but just to change that time signature and go with that i think is something that's really really impressive and uh they make it look easy because of all the practice um, so what are you doing? Go ahead. Sorry.
1: I was going to say, like, it, it, I listened to, um, the album's called, uh, Live at the Regal by B.B. King. Okay. Uh, apparently it's like one of the, the best, you know, all time blues albums like ever recorded. Okay. You know, there's a, there's a big difference, you know, when you hear, um, you know, when you hear the Grateful Dead do, you know, like the thrill is gone or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you hear B.B. King play, the thrill is gone you know like somebody who has like just dedicated his life to becoming a master at the blues right and again both approaches are great right you just have to know what you like to play and what you want to sound like there's no when you get to this level there's no right or wrong answer it's just what you like and what you want but in yep. terms of like what the song sounds like and like what his playing sounds like it's like night and day right, right. it's it's kind of why like really good musicians stay humble because the more you'd like develop your ear and you hear like how you play something compared to like how somebody else plays something mm-hmm. it's like, Jesus, like it's not even, it doesn't even sound close. Like how does he make it sound like that? Right. You know, whereas to somebody just listening, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is great. It sounds just like this. Well, I get it, but it, it doesn't.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I have to check that one well, out. No, I like blues. Um, you know, and BB King is obviously a legend for a reason. I might have to go check out that show. What's it called?
1: Uh, Live at the Regal from
0: 1965.
1: Sixty-five. Yeah. Oh, buddy, I got so much stuff. I listen to so much music. It drives my wife crazy. Actually, it doesn't. She loves music. We listen to a ton of music. I just have to be. I have to be more selectful with what I listen to when she's when she's there, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of the stuff that like I'm listening to now, she doesn't. You know, she doesn't like funk guitar, right? I love. Uh, I love Corey Wong. I love like Wolfpack like that guy's one of the best funk players I've ever heard. He's incredible. Yeah. Funk guitar. I'll send you, I'll send, you know what? Don't look no more. What I'll do is after this, I'll send you a, uh, I'll send you a Madison Square Garden Wolfpack show that they put online. Okay. The energy is just incredible, man.
0: Cool. Yeah. I'm totally open for something new. I mean, I, uh, never, never abandon my fish boys, but I'm always, uh, no. yeah, always in
1: and like in the meantime, and between listening to all this and like, and like practicing my chops in my ear, you know, like, you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to, I'm going to actually sit down and put myself in the mode. Like I'm at the great went in August, right. With all these people and to hear, you know, what this sounds like. And this is blown away, man. It's blown away when you put it into context with everything else.
0: Right. Cool. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited for that. Definitely check that out. Um, So I guess in the meantime, nothing really don't know what to expect. Hopefully, hopefully a dinner and a movie at some point this, this month, um, that would be great. I assume we'll get something, uh, but it's been a, been a pretty quiet week in terms of fish news for a change, despite the fact, as we always say, there's really not that much going on. So hopefully hopefully some good things to come. Um, but yeah, that's everything that I had for this week. Anything else from you?
1: Sounds good, man. I know I can, dude, I can talk. I can talk about this stuff forever
0: yeah yeah uh yeah for sure i mean i um i, well, I wanted to tell you real quick about maze um it, it's just oh yeah fuck like i thought so to back it up let's 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 rewind sure. so when you sent me the photo of the dash of the serious xm show you're listening to i then went in to listen to the show but i was trying to find out like what it is specifically that you were pointing out and that first set has a really good divided sky trey's trey's, trey's tone was just fucking on point um and uh uh a maze there's something about that that opening and the like the like the high hat and the tick talking so to speak when that bass kicks in doom doom do 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 i get like chills every time do 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 um do 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 like i can't i can't stop yeah i love that song and it, it seems like with me every time i listen to that one it just goes up my my ranking sheet the one that i have internally i i need to hear that song live like i need to be there and a second set opener preferably but um yeah so if you if, if you know of an, of an all-time great maze i should be listening to shoot that shoot that my way because that's uh that's getting up there for me um good. yeah man really exciting stuff okay as Thank always tell, tell everybody have a great week try and stay warm and um you know, you can, uh, debate whether $7 million of your own money is good advertising dollars or not. <laughs> we'll find out. I think it is. I like the weekend.
1: I think the weekend is an awesome artist. I'll just put it out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know what time, what I do know. I mean, he's got some decent songs. I mean, he's clearly uh, creative and trying to do something, awesome. something different. And, um, okay. Great, man. you know, I got to respect that. I, uh, time will tell like a lot of the things, you know, that, that like, how do you know when something's amazing right away it, it often takes some time to determine that i think by all rights the review of the halftime show wasn't too favorable was it like was it known to be i didn't read anything i don't know people always complain,
1: don't they like yeah, yeah. who's ever i remember like when when it was maroon five who i have i like maroon five i think maroon five is great yeah. i think adam levine is awesome singer like that guy just took nothing but shit from people
0: yep yeah. and he's a fish fan so we like that
1: and even better right he's a fish fan like uh, actual fish fan but like I don't I don't understand wh- why he took off his shirt because he's got a great body and he, and he wanted people like to see his like tattoo like I don't get
0: it guys. yeah I, get it. I wonder I wonder because I know that I know that Bon Jovi has turned down the halftime show multiple times they just don't yeah. want to do it they just don't feel like for them they have it's gonna do anything for them and I think a lot of artists look at that gig similarly to how a lot of comics and presenters look at hosting the Oscars everybody's super super critical of that job it's tough to separate yourself from everything else that's been done be- before you um and it, it it's a balance of entertaining the audience and the crowd that you're in front of but the millions of people that are at home and tying all all that together it, it it's clearly not an easy feat i think the general consensus is that prince had the best halftime show ever um prince, prince yeah it's playing purple rain in the fucking rain man like that's that's pretty, that's pretty great. (laughs) So yeah. Although what Adam, so Adam Levine, speaking of him, he was a big, big uh, Prince fan. He maintains that Prince's instrument was his voice, great guitar player, great drummer, all this other stuff, but without his voice, he wasn't, he wasn't Prince, but that was his instrument. What do you think about that? I
1: can't, I can't disagree. I I uh I don't listen to I don't listen to vocals like I listen to. Actually, that's not true. I'm starting to. But uh, he was a completely underrated guitar player, man. Yeah, do have
0: chops. He could play anything too, right? Play the bass, could could shred on that. Could jump on the drums. Well, you have to raise the um the kick steps because of his height up a little up a lot higher because he's so tiny or was so tiny. You know, he would wear um when he would play basketball the clothes he would wear were from the Nordstrom's boys section. Really? He was that small. Yeah. Yeah. It's a true story. It's a true story. You should check out, uh, if you like Prince, um, you know, Kevin Smith is the movie director from. Yeah. 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 So he does Q and A's right. And he has all these spoken word evenings. Uh, YouTube. um, uh, uh, Kevin Smith Prince story. It's about 10 minutes long when Prince commissions him to come to Paisley palace to shoot a documentary on his new album. And it's like, quintessential prince story so for any listeners check that one out too because prince is fucking out there it was out there so check it out and on that note i will leave you with it have a great week everyone and uh yeah play safe out there make good choices Until next time. you've been listening to ticket to gamehenge in addition to wherever you find your podcasts you can find us on instagram youtube and of course ticket to where you can grab a free chapter of the book, How to Get Your Friends into Fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.